welcome to The Deeper You Go, The Weirder It Gets. I'm your host, Garrett Rennan. So greetings from back home. That's right, I am back from the jungle. I've been back now for about a month, and I will say that the transition from diet life slash jungle life to regular life has been tough, which is why I have been late on putting out this episode. With that being said, I'm finally getting settled back in and I am really excited about the future and starting this next chapter. So this episode is about my final days of my year-long Sama. I talk about the closing process, connecting with Ayuma, singing in the Maloka, and what the path of the Ayumero looks like moving forward. Now, a quick announcement and a small rant. See, I now have a Shopify account to sell my pine pollen, which is awesome. The link is in the show notes. However, I have a bone to pick with Shopify. See, right after I opened up my account and published my store, I was immediately kicked off the platform. The reason I was given was that I was selling a testosterone-boosting product that also enhances sex drive. Now, I'm going to do an episode on this because there is a lot there to discuss. So I'm not going to get into it now. I just want to point out that there is a war going on, not only for your consciousness, but also your health. And the mainstream, the elites, the ruling class, big business, well, they want us to be nothing more than sick weak, mindless consumers who depend on the system, on their system, for survival. Why else would they try to prevent me from selling something as natural and effective as pine pollen? I know that sounds a little dramatic, but tell me I'm wrong. Anyway, long story short, I told them that they were dumb, I sent them some references, and my account has now been reestablished. So that's the good news. But I'll say this. I haven't forgotten what you did or tried to do, Shopify. I now know whose side you are on. Anyway, like I said, I plan to go into this Shopify scandal much deeper in the near future. And while I'm at it, I also want I'll tell you about some another episode coming up. I want to do an episode on why you should not call your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband or wife your partner. You should not call them your partner. Words matter. And I think this word is actually doing a lot of harm. Anyway, that's just a little teaser for some of the things I plan to talk about real soon. All right, so let's get into the episode. So in January of 2023, I decided to embark on a true hero's journey, a journey that would require me to give up nearly everything. My hobbies, my lifestyle, my friends, my family, my job, and most of my possessions. A journey that would push me to the brink both physically and mentally. A journey which at various times even had me questioning my own sanity. And this journey I am talking about was a year-long Sama, also known as a plant diet or dieta, which was done in the Shipibo tradition with a powerful tree called Ayauma. I am I embarked on this journey for many reasons. The main reason, which is also the weirdest and most interesting, is that it just kind of happened, almost like it was predestined or something. And those of you who are on your own journey know exactly what I'm talking about. 
In fact, I just talked about this on episode 84 titled, Do We Have Free Will? And to do a shameless plug, I have received lots of good feedback from that episode. So if you haven't listened to it, I suggest you do. Anyway, this journey or my journey felt predestined because thinking back over my life, I am realizing that for some reason, I've always been fascinated with human potential, health, fitness, self-improvement, extreme challenges, consciousness, rites of passage, and just about any and all things that are anti-establishment. So with that in mind, and hindsight being 2020, it now seems almost obvious that one day I would end up in the middle of the Amazon jungle drinking hallucinogenic tea, talking with plant spirits, learning about alternative health modalities, and unplugging from the matrix. I mean, there was no other option. Literally everything that has happened to me has led me and even forced me onto this current path. And I don't know what to say about that other than the deeper you go, the weirder it gets. So with all that being said, I'm happy to say that this journey has finally come to an end. Well, actually, I should say that this chapter of the journey has finally come to an end because the truth is this path I have chosen or that has been chosen for me is a path for life. There will be many chapters along the way, but the journey will never end. So on Friday, January 5th, 2024, I closed my year-long Sama with Ayuma and have been transformed from a mere mortal to that of an Ayumero. And what a journey it has been. It was everything I thought it would be while simultaneously the complete opposite of what I expected. See, when I started this journey last year, I wasn't even sure I would be dieting Ayuma. In fact, when I initially met with Ricardo last year, I had no plan other than knowing that I wanted to diet for an entire year. So when we discussed the plan for the year, I told him my intentions, which were to learn how to sing medicine songs, aka bewas or ikaros, to learn how to conduct ceremonies, and to learn about the world and potential of plant medicine, specifically spiritual herbalism. So after telling him all this, he paused for a few seconds and then said, you will diet Ayuma for three months. At that moment, I was both excited and confused. I was excited to hear the words Ayauma because it had been on my radar screen for several months as I knew it had a reputation for teaching you how to sing. But other than, the, other than that, I didn't know much about it except that it also had a reputation for being an extremely hard teacher. However, I was also confused because he only said three months. See, the plan was to diet for a year. So I asked him, what happens after three months? I didn't get an answer. The manager then stepped in and said, well, after three months, you can close the Ayuma diet and then you can open up another plant. At which I replied, okay, which plant? The manager said, whichever plant you want. And with that, the meeting was over. And like I mentioned, I was left feeling both excited about dieting Ayuma, but also confused as to why there wasn't much of a plan. But what is interesting about all this is I am now realizing that the plan was never up to Ricardo. It was up to the plants. See, in the world of Shipibo plant medicine, it is often said that you don't choose the plants. The plants choose you. And looking back at my journey, I now know this to be true. In fact, I am now realizing that Ayuma made the decision about my year-long diet back in May of 2022. 
See, back then, I was in Puerto Maldonado, Peru for a three-month diet with Morosa, which I discussed in the series titled La Ultima Ceremonia. Anyway, while in Puerto Maldonado, I found myself suddenly becoming obsessed with Ayuma, which was really weird for a couple of reasons. One, uh, because I was there to diet Morosa, and two... At that time, I knew absolutely nothing about Ayuma other than it was a really big tree that had large cannonball-sized fruits. So while in Puerto Maldonado, I was staying at a very isolated property deep in the jungle that had lots of biodiversity. We were surrounded by lots of massive trees, many of which had large, hard fruits attached to them. And each time I saw one of these trees, I'd begin to wonder if it was an Ayuma tree. However, each time I asked, I was always given the same answer. No, that's not an Ayuma tree. Well, one day, we went for a hike into the jungle. And before we set off, I said, if we happen to pass by an Ayuma tree, please point it out because I really want to see one. The answer I got was, we'll do, but we don't think there are any out here. So with that being said, we began our hike deep into the jungle. And let me tell you, this hike was amazing. We saw lots of different medicinal plants, crazy looking insects, beautiful butterflies, and even heard and saw several large groups of monkeys moving through the trees. Then at one point, we came to a large swamp that had a very eerie and creepy vibe. And Sergio, my host, then pointed out that this is prime terrain for large anacondas and alligators, which didn't help ease any of the tension I was feeling. And despite the threat of anacondas and alligators, for whatever reason, we seemed to hang around that swamp aimlessly for like 15 minutes, which felt like 14 minutes way too long. Finally, and thankfully, the decision was made to turn around and head back when one of the guys with us yelled, there's an Ayuma tree. So excited, I looked up and it was like a scene straight out of Avatar. I saw this massive tree, which was at least 100 feet tall. The entire tree almost seemed to be glowing, like it had some sort of magical aura around it. And looking at it, it was obvious that there was something special and even mystical about the tree. At this point, it was probably 75 meters off in the distance. And even at that distance, I could see the cannonball fruit all over its massive trunk, and I could also see these beautiful bright yellow and pink flowers decorating the trunk as well. Wanting to check it out, we then began to walk towards it, towards the tree, which was well off the beaten path. So we had to bushwhack in order to reach it. And as soon as we got to the tree, I could feel its energy. It was buzzing. I, I then saw one of the cannonballs on the ground and bent down to pick it up. And like a scene out of a movie, the moment I bent down, the other three guys I, I was with started yelling and swatting at their heads. Confused, I stood up and asked, what's going on? Then suddenly I get hit in the neck by something moving extremely fast. Then I get hit in the head, then the neck again, and again, as are the other guys. Perplexed and confused, I ask, what the hell is happening? When one of the guys yells, wasps. See, in the midst of all the confusion, it became clear that we were being attacked by these miniature wasps that were slamming into us at a high rate of speed. It was pure chaos, and we were being completely overwhelmed by the attack, and there was nothing we could do other than run. So that's what we did. And as soon as we got about 50 meters away from the tree, the wasps suddenly, suddenly seemed to just disappear, almost like they never existed, which was weird, but also a huge relief. But there was a problem. We ran the wrong way. We found ourselves in a dead end, which meant that in order to get back to the trail, 
we had to go back the way we just came, which meant we had to go right past the spot where the attack began. began. So, so we mentally started to prepare ourselves and then started running as fast as we could, which was not easy as we were running through thick, untamed jungle. And as we get close to the tree again, here come the wasps in full force. And just like before, we all start getting hit in the neck, head, and face. Thankfully, these wasps weren't biting or stinging. They were just slamming into us, which was still rather painful. But just like earlier, once we were about 50 meters away from the tree, the wasps immediately left us alone. At this point, we were in the clear and we were all shaken up and had adrenaline pumping through our system. As we were catching our breath and regrouping, Sergio said that he thinks the wasps were protecting the Iuma tree. The whole situation was crazy and just added to the mystique of Iuma. Not only did it have a reputation for being magical and powerful, it also seemed to have its own form of protection. Thankfully, in the midst of all the chaos, someone actually managed to grab a fully intact fruit, which I now have back home and is one of my prized possessions. At the time, I thought the interaction with Iuma was just a fun coincidence. However, I now know that there is no such thing as a coincidence and that everything happens for a reason. And the reason for this interaction was so that Iuma could establish a connection between us. It's crazy because looking back at the situation, I now believe that this is when Iuma made the plan about my year-long diet. Remember, we don't choose the plants. The plants choose us. So going back to my initial meeting with Ricardo, at that point, I was still unaware of Iuma's plan for me. So based on what Ricardo initially said, my plan at that time was to keep Iuma open for three to four months, then close the diet and open up another plant. The plant that came to mind was Devil's Club, which is a plant that is local only to the Pacific Northwest. So following Ricardo's recommendation, I opened up my year-long Sama with Iuma and stayed in the jungle for a few weeks. Then I went back home and continued the diet process for the next four months. Then, at the end of April, I made a trip back down to the jungle for a month with the intention of closing Iuma at the end of that trip. However, like I mentioned, I was unaware that Iuma had already decided my fate. See, during that my time in the jungle, on that second trip, I started having doubts about closing the Iuma diet. In fact, the thought of closing the diet actually made me feel really sad and gave me these massive feelings of regret. I then asked a few people who dieted Iuma about their experience and nearly all of them said that they wished they had dieted it longer. And as my time on this trip was getting short, I needed to make a decision fast. Do I keep the Iuma diet open or do I start the closing process? After contemplating on this dilemma for a bit, I received a strong message, which was, Four months is not enough time to experience the true potential of Iuma. That I had barely, and I mean just barely, scratched the surface, and that I would need to diet Iuma for at least eight months to even begin to comprehend its medicine. And with that, the decision was made. I decided that I would not close the diet on that trip, and instead that I would keep Iuma open for eight months and then open up Devil's Club for the last four months of my year. At that time, I felt good about this plan. However, once I returned home, I immediately started having doubts about this new plan. And as the eight-month mark was approaching, I once again started having major feelings of regret whenever I thought about closing the Iuma diet. 
that's when I received another message. This message was about taking a path that not only few have traveled, but a path that no one has traveled in a really long time. I was essentially being given a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to walk the path of the Ayumero. I was told that this path would be different, that it would be more difficult, and that I would also be blazing a trail for others to follow. I was told that Ayumeros were needed now more than ever. But in order to do this, in order to become an Ayumero, I had to commit to Ayuma for the entire year. After receiving this message, my next move was a no-brainer. I chose to accept the offer and walk the path of an Ayumero. And so you might be wondering, what does this mean? All right, what does it mean to be an Ayumero? Well, to be honest, I'm not exactly sure. But one thing I can say is that it means that Ayuma and I will become and have become fully connected that our energies will become and have become completely intertwined, thus resulting in us becoming one entity. See, when most people die at a plant, they build a great relationship with the spirit of that plant. And after their sama closes, the spirit of that plant becomes a strong spiritual ally who they can call on to help guide them on their journey, which is really cool. But for an Ayumero, I am learning that con- that that connection goes much deeper. That that there is no spirit ally because the connection goes so deep that there is no separation between my spirit and the spirit of Ayuma. We are the same thing. Now I understand that this may sound a little weird, and I still don't fully understand it yet. And who knows? Maybe I never will. But with that being said. I know that the I know that the journey of the Ayumero, my journey of the Ayumero has really just begun. In fact, on Monday, January 8, 2024, which was my first ceremony right after I closed my diet, I received another message from Ayuma. This message was simple and straight to the point, which was now the training begins. This means that the year-long Sama was just the beginning. It was just laying the foundation. It means that the insights and lessons have just begun. Which brings me to my first ceremony after I close my year-long diet. See, in the last episode, I talked about night one of the closing process. And I was hoping to talk about the other three nights, but to, complete, do, to be completely honest, those ceremonies were very anticlimactic. Not much happened, at least nothing worth talking about. In fact, the highlight of the entire closing process was when I had salt for the first time in a year. See, after my diet was officially closed on Friday, January 5th, 2024, the first thing I did immediately after ceremony was dip my pinky into some high-end sea salt that I brought down to the jungle and then put that salt on my tongue. This was a symbolic gesture to officially close the diet. In fact, this is a fairly traditional thing to do, although for some reason it is not a tradition at Niwei Rao. Anyway, as soon as the salt touched my tongue, I felt a surge of energy flow through me, so much so that I decided to dip my pinky into the salt again. I then had some salted plantain chips that I had been saving for this very moment. I started eating them and I could feel the salt coursing through my veins. I started feeling really good, But I also had to slow down. I could feel my body loving the salt, but I could also feel my body freaking out a bit, almost like it was surprised by the fact that there was salt. Then the next morning, 
After a great night's sleep, I went into the dining hall, salt in hand, asked, for the, asked the kitchen staff for the special breakfast, which includes fried eggs and pancakes made from plantains and oatmeal, which are honestly some of the best pancakes I've ever had. Before I dug in, I doused everything in salt. I even had a glass of chapo, which of course I added salt to. The salt not only made everything taste so much better, it also made me feel amazing. With every bite of salted food I took, I could feel my energy returning. I could also feel my digestion and hydration being healed. And I did this all week, <clears throat> all weekend. I put salt on everything, and by the end of the weekend, I could not believe how much better I felt. Which is crazy, because just a week earlier, I felt absolutely horrible. So anyway, Monday night rolls around, and it's time for ceremony. And so quick side note. Um, see, I decided to stay an extra week at Niwe Rao after closing my diet to help with the integration process. Plus, I now had the ability and opportunity to sing to people in ceremony, which I wanted to take full advantage of. So anyway, as Monday night ceremony started, I had a lot on my mind. The main question on my mind was, how was I going to feel? See, I spent the last year eating nothing but fish, chicken, rice, potatoes, to suddenly eating eggs, oil, chapo, lots of veggies, and fruits. And I was covering everything in salt. Now, don't get me wrong. I was still eating ayahuasca-friendly foods. But compared to how I was eating over the course of the last year, this was a huge shift. Not to mention that over the weekend, I ate a lot of food, which made me nervous because I had really been struggling with my digestion for the last three months. So because of this, I was worried that I was going to become extremely sick during this ceremony. Also, during the weekend, I was socializing more, touching people, and even watched a couple movies. Again, these things are not necessarily bad, but when you haven't done anything like this in a year, you definitely begin to wonder how these things are going to affect you on an energetic level. See, everyone knows that the transition from diet life to regular life can be hard mentally, physically, and spiritually, which is why you're supposed to take things slow. So the question on my mind was, did I do too much too soon? Did I take it slow enough? Well, despite all this being on my mind, I can honestly say that this ceremony was the best ceremony I've ever had. It was a celebration of a successful diet. As the medicine was opening, I was feeling great. I wasn't feeling nauseous. Instead, I felt clean and clear, which was a nice change of pace. Then, about 45 minutes in ceremony, I started to feel a little unsettled, so I decided to go outside and sing to myself to help center the medicine. In the past, while singing, I would usually call on mapacho, a.k.a. tobacco, to help me center the medicine. So out of habit, that's what I started to do. And as soon as I began, Ayuma popped up and said, Hey, what are you doing? I said, uh, I'm centering myself. Ayuma then said, use me. See, when you're on a diet, you're not supposed to use the plant you are dieting. So I never really used Ayuma to do anything. I Sure, I would sing to it all the time, but I never used it as a tool. So I started using Ayuma to center myself, and it was wild. My voice started to change. The rhythm, the tone, the vibration got deeper, more powerful, and it had much more depth. I could not believe what was happening. I immediately felt much more centered. I then started to open up the world of Ayuma, growing, expanding, and strengthening its energy. And that's when I felt it. I felt the power 
and presence of Ayuma like I never have before. It was this godlike energy that was vibrating and pulsing. And while staring at this energy, it felt both amazing and overwhelming. In fact, at one point, the energy became so strong that I had to stop singing and just sit there. I couldn't do anything other than breathe. And while sitting there in awe of this energy, my vision started to completely fill up with the patterns of Ayuma. At one point, the entire floor was covered in these elaborate patterns, which was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Then I felt Ayuma communicating and interacting with me on what felt like a cellular level. Consciously, I had no idea what was happening, but I could feel tons of things happening on a subconscious level. It was like Ayuma was talking to my DNA in a language I could not understand. It was an amazing feeling, but it also kind of hurt. But it was a good hurt, like the hurt of working out, a hurt that lets you know that changes are being made. However, the intensity started to increase and started to become overwhelming, and it got to the point that I could not take it anymore. I felt like I needed to release some of this energy, so I got up and purged. And this purge was interesting because it felt like a transitional purge. It felt like I was releasing my old self to make room for the energy of the Ayumedo to rise and expand within me. See, after that, I sat back down and started singing. I wanted to do an energetic cleaning, so I called upon Aho Sacha as I always do when I want to clean myself, and that's when I heard Ayuma say, Hey, what are you doing? Use me. So I did, and this was the first time I got to clean with Ayuma, and it was unreal. I cleaned myself, centered myself, and dressed myself in the energy of Ayuma. And by the time I was done, I felt like a god. I could feel that I had become one with Ayuma, that I, that I am Ayuma, and that Ayuma is me, that we have become fully connected and fully integrated. I sat there for a couple minutes just taking it all in before I decided to head back inside because I wanted to sing to one of my friends. And once back inside, I waited for about 10 minutes to settle in before I got up and went over to my friend's mat. See, I was really excited because this was the first time I was going to sing to someone after closing my diet. It was going to be my first song to someone as an Ayumero. While singing to her... I felt really good and confident, and I had this moment where I could not believe I was doing this. Not only was I doing it, doing it, I was doing it well. While singing to her, I had this moment of appreciation, gratitude, and joy, realizing that all the hard work and all the sacrifices had paid off. And the best part was, I could tell that she felt my medicine too. Because that's the thing. We don't sing for people's entertainment. We sing to help to guide and to teach. We sing to be a conduit for the plant so that they can do their thing. That's why we diet. See, anybody can sing, but few can be a vessel of the plants using the frequency and energy of their voice to carry the medicine of the plants. And while I was singing, I could feel my medicine. I could feel Ayuma, and I could tell that she definitely felt it too. And when I talked, see, when I talked to her before, the song. She said she was feeling sick and very unsettled. After the song, she said she felt way better, much more calm and relaxed. And I could tell. After that, I went back to my mat and I experienced a lot of gratitude for everything. For Ayahuma, for the Shipibo, for the plants, for Ricardo, for the process, and for all the people who have supported me on this journey. It was not only a great feeling but it was also a good reminder that I need to express gratitude 
more often. And so while I was there expressing gratitude, I use it as an opportunity to level up by saying some I am statements. See, if you're familiar with Joe Dispenza, then you know that he says the best way to manifest anything is to have a clear intention combined with an elevated emotion. And one of the best, most positive emotions you can have is gratitude. So whenever you are truly experiencing gratitude, it is also a good time to focus on things you want. What I like to do is say I am followed by things like healthy. So I am healthy, I am strong, I am successful, etc. It's a powerful practice. And so with that being said, I was using my gratitude to help repair my body from the Sama. And let me tell you, it was working. I could feel my digestion healing, my strength and energy coming back, my focus and drive returning. But I didn't stop there. I was visualizing things I wanted for myself in the future, visualizing the life I wanted to live. It was amazing. And I and I felt like I was, I had been reborn. It was as if the process of the Sama had burnt everything to the ground. It had burnt all the old and dead wood. And, and now in this moment, the new growth was emerging inside me. And after that, I started getting lots of insights about Ayuma and what it means to be an Ayumero. Well, I don't know if I can call it an insight as much as it is an understanding See, I have mentioned before that an Ayumero is someone who that works exclusively with Ayuma, or at the very least, Ayuma is the foundation on which their medicine practice is built upon. Well, after this whole experience, I now understand why someone would choose to work exclusively with Ayuma. See, I have dieted four other plants, and while they are all special, they don't compare to Ayuma. Ayuma is a universe unto itself. It has so much depth that even after a lifetime of study, you would only be scratching the surface. So while I was sitting there thinking about this, I started to realize that I'm not interested in dieting any other plants or trees anytime soon. I'm only interested in going deeper into the world of Ayuma. Maybe this is because I'm still in the afterglow of the Sama, or maybe not. But it just feels like there isn't a plant or tree that exists that that can do anything that Ayuma can't do just as good or even better. Because of this, it seems like I would be better off and would learn way more by going deeper with Ayuma than starting a new relationship with another plant or tree. And it's funny because this is the opposite of how most people think. Most people want to diet as many plants and trees as possible, thinking that more is better, that more plants equals more medicine. Now, I'm not saying that this is the wrong approach, but for me... Ayuma is teaching me about the importance of quality over quantity, about depth over breadth, that oftentimes less is more. As Bruce Lee so eloquently said, I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once. I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. And that, my friends, is what being an Ayumero is all about. See you on the other side.